Good morning. I'm Wimala and it's May 31st. We're definitely going into summer. Um, I hope you had an enjoyable long weekend with the Memorial Day holiday in there. And uh, it's, maybe you're on vacation this week or just getting back into your regular work schedule. So glad you're here. I thought, uh, I think it works well sometimes to switch around, so let's meditate, let's sit together first, and then I will read more from this wonderful book, Becoming Your Own Therapist, which is actually a combination. It's uh, Becoming Your Own Therapist and Make Your Mind an Ocean that have been put together in this single book called Becoming Your Own Therapist. It's the expanded edition, and that's why it includes making make your mind an ocean. So we can read, if I can find my place. We'll start with practice, and then we can, then I can, oh, there it is, there it is. Okay, we're starting today with uh, everything comes from your mind, the mind. So let's sit, and then we'll be uh, in a beautiful position to have a relaxed body, and you can just let yourself listen as, uh, as, as a meditation itself. So close your eyes if you're comfortable and if you're able to do that, and just begin by relaxing the body Start, let's start with a few deep breaths in and out. Just breathe in and breathe out. Make these really big, deep breaths. This is, this is not the breath we use when we meditate. We just let that be our natural breath. But it can really help you settle and become more grounded when you begin with just a few deep breaths in and out. Allowing yourself just to be very centered. Everything's in here. Bring yourself just to the present moment. You can roll your shoulders back so your chest is open. That makes breathing easier and gives you the ability to have a deeper breath with your natural breath. And just be aware of the breath.
Let's do again uh, Jack Cornfield's meditation on gratitude and joy. I think it's such a lovely meditation. And gratitude and joy are both antidotes for other uh, difficult emotions. And also antidotes for the hindrances. Allow your body to be relaxed and open, your breath natural, your heart easy. Begin the practice of gratitude by feeling how year after year you have cared for your own life. Year after year, we have cared for our own life. Now let yourself begin to acknowledge all that has happened, all that has supported you in this care. May your happiness increase. May you not be separated from great happiness. May your good fortune and the causes for your joy and happiness increase. Since the sense, the sympathetic joy and caring in each phrase, when you feel some degree of natural gratitude for the happiness of this loved one, extend this practice to another person you care about. Recite the same simple phrases that express your heart's intention. With gratitude, I remember the people animals, plants, insects, creatures of the sky and sea, air and water, fire and earth, all whose joyful exertion blesses my life every day. With gratitude, I remember the care and labor of a thousand generations of elders and ancestors who came before me. I offer my gratitude for the safety and well-being I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the blessing of this earth I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the measure of health I have been given.
I offer my gratitude for the family and friends I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the community I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the teaching and lessons I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the life I have been given. Just as we are grateful for our blessings, so we can be grateful for the blessings of others. Now bring to mind an individual you care about, someone it's easy to rejoice for. Picture them and feel the natural joy you have for their well-being, for their happiness, for their success. With each breath, offer them your grateful, heartfelt wishes. May your happiness increase. May you not be separated from great happiness. May your good fortune and the causes for your joy and happiness Increase. Sense the sympath- sense the sympathetic joy and caring in each phrase. Now include neutral people, people you haven't really gotten to know, maybe someone you've just watched or seen in your neighborhood. Send these same thoughts of empathetic joy, appreciative joy, and gratitude. May your happiness increase May you not be separated from great happiness. May your good fortune and the causes for your joy and happiness increase.
Now you can think about a difficult person in your life, a challenging person, someone you have issues with at the moment. Send this same sense of gratitude and a desire for joy in their life. May my difficult person have increased happiness. May their happiness increase. May this person not be separated from great happiness. And may my difficult person's good fortune and the causes for their joy and happiness only increase. Now we can send the same appreciative joy and gratitude to all living beings throughout this universe, human beings and non-human beings, May your happiness increase. May all living beings not be separated from great happiness. May all living beings have good fortune and the causes for joy and happiness increase. And feel within that, uh, feel within yourself that sympathetic joy and care, sending it out. As we continue with our day, may everything we do and think and say be done not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all beings everywhere. Thank you. Now let's go back to the book. It feels good, doesn't it, to just feel the greater connection to everything if we're able to send out gratitude and that sense of 
wanting their happiness, wanting their joy and happiness as much as we want joy and happiness for ourselves. So, this we're getting close to the end of the book. I think we just have a few short chapters. This is Everything Comes from the Mind. Buddhism can be understood on many different levels. People who actualize the Buddhist path do so gradually, just as you pass slowly through school and university, graduating from one year to the next, so do Buddhist practitioners proceed step by step along the path to enlightenment. In Buddhism, however, we're talking about different levels of mind. Here, higher and lower refer to spiritual practice. In the West, there's a tendency to consider Buddhism as a religion in the Western sense of the term. This is a misconception. Buddhism is completely open. We can talk about anything. Buddhism has its doctrine and philosophy, but it also encourages scientific experimentation, both inner and outer. Don't think of Buddhism as some kind of narrow, closed-minded belief system. It just isn't. Buddhist doctrine is not a historical fabrication derived through imagination and mental speculation, but on accurate psychological explanation of the actual nature of the mind. When you look at the outside world, you have very a very strong impression of its substantiality. You probably don't realize that the strong impression is merely your own mind's interpretation of what it sees. You think that the strong, solid reality really exists outside, and perhaps when you look within, you feel empty. This is also a misconception. The strong impression that the world appears to truly exist outside of you is actually projected by your own mind. Everything you experience, feelings, sensations, shapes, and colors, comes from your mind. Whether you get up one morning with a foggy mind and the world around you appears to be dark and foggy, or you awake with a clear mind and your world seems beautiful and light, understand that these different impressions are coming from your own mind rather than from changes in the external environment. Instead of misinterpreting whatever you experience in life through, through wrong conceptions, realize that it's not outer reality, but only mind. For example, when everybody in this auditorium looks at a single object, me, Lama Yeshe, each of you has a distinctly different experience, even though simultaneously you are all looking at the one thing. These different experiences don't come from me. They come from your own minds. Perhaps you're thinking, Oh, how can he say that? We all see the same face, the same body, the same clothes. But that's just a superficial interpretation. 
Check deeper. You'll see that the way you perceive me, the way you feel, is individual. And that at that level, you're all different. These various perceptions do not come from me, but from your own minds. That's the point I'm making. Then the thought might arise, Oh, he's just a llama. All he knows about is mind. He doesn't know about powerful scientific advances like satellites and other sophisticated technology. There's no way you can say that those things come from mind. But you check up. When I say satellite, you have a mental object, you have a mental image of the object that you've been told is a satellite. When the first satellite was made, its inventor said, I've made this thing that orbits around the Earth. It's called a satellite. Then when everybody else saw it, they thought, ah, that's a satellite. But satellite is just a name, isn't it? Before the inventor of the satellite actually made it, he speculated and visualized it in his mind. On the basis of this image, he acted to materialize his creation. Then he told everyone, this is a satellite. So everyone thought, wow, a satellite, how beautiful, how wonderful. This shows how ridiculous we are. People give things names and we grasp at the name, believing it to be the real thing. It's the same thing no matter what colors and forms we grasp at. You check up. (laughs) Check up on him, I guess. If you can understand what I'm explaining here, you'll see that indeed satellites and so forth do come from the mind, and that without mind there is not a single manifest material existence in the entire sense world. What exists without mind? Look at all the stuff you find in supermarkets. So many names, so many foods, so many different things first. People made it all up. This name, that name, this, this, this. So then this, that, (laughs) this, and this all appear to you. If all these thousands of supermarket items as well as jets, rockets, and satellites or manifestations of mind, then what does not come from the mind? If you checked into how your mind expresses itself, your various views and feelings, your imagination, you will realize that all your emotions, the way you live your life, the way you relate to others, all come from your own mind. If you don't understand how your mind works, you're going to continue having negative experiences like anger and depression. Why do I call a depressed mind negative? Because a depressed mind doesn't understand how it works. A mind without understanding is negative. A negative mind brings you down because all its reactions are polluted. A mind with understanding functions clearly. A clear mind is a positive mind. Any emotional problem you experience 
arises because of the way your mind functions. Your basic problem lies in the way you misidentify yourself. Your basic problem lies in the way you misidentify yourself. Do you normally hold yourself in low esteem, see yourself as a poor quality human being, while what you really want is for your life to be of the highest quality, to be perfect? You don't want to be a poor quality human being, do you? To correct your view and become a better person, you don't need to squeeze yourself or to jump from your own culture into another. See how our time is doing. We have a few minutes. All you need to do is understand your true nature the way you already are. That's all. It's so simple. What I'm talking about here is not Tibetan culture, some Eastern trip. I'm talking about your trip. Actually, it doesn't matter whose trip I'm talking about. We're all basically the same. How are we different? We all have mind. We all perceive things through our senses. We are all equal in wanting to enjoy the sense world. And equally, we all grasp at the sense world, knowing neither the reality of our inner world nor that of the outer one. There's no difference whether we have long hair or short whether we're black, white, or red, no matter what clothes we wear, we're all the same. Why? Because the human mind is like an ocean, and we're very similar to each other in the way we've evolved on this earth. Superficial observation in this, of the sense world might lead you to believe that people's problems are different, but if you check more deeply, you will see that fundamentally they are the same. What makes people's problems appear to be unique is their different interpretation of their experiences. This way of checking reality is not necessarily a spiritual exercise. You either have to believe you neither have to believe nor deny that you have a mind. All you have to do is observe how it functions and how you act, and not obsess too much about the world around you. Lord Buddha never put much emphasis on belief. Instead, he exhorted us to investigate and try to understand the reality of our own being. He never stressed that we had to know what he was, what a Buddha is, all he wanted was for us to understand our own nature. Isn't that so simple? We don't have to believe in anything. Simply by making the right effort, we understand things through our own experience and gradually develop all realizations. Well, we have to stop there. Our time is up. right in the middle of page 103 in the book. And remember, you can get this as a PDF. So, very good. This is a very good chapter. And 
we are close, getting close to the end, but I want to really relish all of the rest of this book and not read through it too quickly. So thank you, everyone. Thank you for being part of my practice and for being here. And uh, I will, what is today? Tuesday. I will see you Thursday. And have a beautiful day. And do something that gives you great pleasure today, especially if it includes another person. All right, thank you. See you Thursday. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Eva, for putting up the PDF again. Bye-bye.